the Perik of Tanya, the chapter of Tanya that teaches us not to judge. That's really the, the heart of chapter 30. Don't judge somebody who fails more than you. Don't judge somebody who struggles in ways that you don't even remotely identify with. You're not them. And the truth is, if you look at yourself, do you fight as hard as they fight? They maybe lose the fight nine out of ten times, but you know how hard they fight for the tenth win? Anyone who has not attained the standard of waging such a strenuous war against their own body, against the animal soul within them, has not measured up to the quality and dimension of the war waged daily within that other person against their, their own evil nature, which burns like a fiery flame. Do you fight that hard? Do you know what it is to fight addiction? Do you know what it is to fight immorality? Do you know what it is to fight their kleptomania? Whatever darkness they're fighting within, their dark impulses that they literally fight. Yes, they fail, but do you, do you, do you know what they fight? And again, this is not about not protecting yourself from that nonsense. If they're a kleptomaniac, then it has to be dealt with. But don't judge. Don't judge them. So this is the standard everyone has to judge themselves. Do I battle against my own evil impulse, whether it's during prayer or whatever other areas of divine service I do, as intensely as that person who I casually disrespect battles against his or her own demons? He says, even by ourselves, maybe we don't fight with that stuff, but think about, like, do you daven with intention? Do you bench after eating with intention? Do you make a bracha before eating with intention? Do you in general do mitzvahs with mindful or you just do it like a robot, you know, by rote? Um, when do you study Torah? Do you just study as much as you enjoy and as much as you're interested or do you stretch yourself beyond to study stuff that are beyond your comfort zone to fight a deep fight against your body that's saying, I've had enough, don't want this, I'm done. Or do you fight yourself much more? <clears throat> because to study a fraction more than what you want to do entails just a minor tussle, a minor, a minor fight. It neither parallels nor bears comparison to the war that that other person, that what he calls a kal shabakalim, light of light, that person that maybe is not exactly the most moral person, the person who's, you know, trashy and in the dumps. But you don't know, but your fight is nothing compared to the fight they have to have. Because yes, that person is still wrong and their actions are still wicked because they could have fought harder, but it's not for you to judge unless you struggle with your evil impulse to study much more than your nature or habit demands, you're no less wicked or no less compromised than that Kal Shabakalim. He says, okay, you'll say, but the other person is failing on mitzvahs of thou shall not. Don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't kill, whatever. And I'm failing on positive mitzvahs. Learn more Torah, daven more intentionally. So he says, yes, maybe for the person it might seem different there are differences between these two categories. Each one has its own unique spiritual effects, its own specific intentions. But these differences pertain only to the person performing the mitzvah. The essential point in a mitzvah, however, is that it's an expression of Hashem's will and unique 
the will of the only and unique God. And in this element, that it's God's will, it's Ratzayna Elyon, it's the desire of the supernal being, there's no difference between the category of do or the category of do not. So you're judging the person on the fact that they're failing on do not, but hey, 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 how are you doing on the do yes? You say that their actions are more consequential than yours. Fine, but that's in your perspective. But in Hashem's perspective, it's both his desire, his desire not to kill, his desire not to commit adultery, and his desire to, that you say a bracha with kavana, with intention. The, both are the commandments of the Holy One, the Holy King, the only and unique one, blessed be He. And the failings of this individual, the observant individual, and the quality of their prayer, Torah study, and so on, are therefore comparable to the transgressions of the other person. The guy who's, you know, parting and trashing himself and total debauchery. And so too with other commandments requiring a struggle. One may find that they do not wage war adequately against their evil impulse, especially in matters involving money. He's not only talking about honesty in business, he's mostly talking about tzedakah, charity, something that we'll talk about extensively in the fourth section of Tanya, Igeres HaKodesh, which is pretty much the bulk of all the letters which we're going to study over a few months. It's all about charity. Why? Because charity, to share money you've earned, I've earned them rightfully, I should share them. So you're not stretching yourself in that area. You're not giving way beyond your comfort zone. You're not listening to a person's cry and opening your wallet and just gushing. No, you're, you're scripted. You're tight. You're rigid. Saving for the retirement and saving for your grandchildren's inheritance so that they have what to inherit to their children. So he says, well, in that way, you're also compromised. So stay humble. Stay grounded. Don't judge.